And I'm Rob. And this is Only in Fairfax, the podcast about all things Fairfax. All things Fairfax. And uh, today we have a very uh, exciting interview with Lou Tremaine, a former longtime town councilman here in Fairfax, and he has also been leading the uh, effort to bring recreational cannabis to town. Uh, so, so here we go. Enjoy. And we're back. I'm Shannon. And I'm Rob. And we are here today with Lou Tremaine, who is a longtime Fairfax resident, a former town councilman, and uh, has been leading the effort to bring recreational marijuana to Fairfax. Um, welcome, Lou. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for thanks It's for nice to be here. On. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, so go ahead. So um, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself? Um, how long have you lived in Fairfax? You know, what, uh, you know, you, you at the town council, what years were you at the town council, that kind of thing? Sure. Um, I moved to Fairfax in 1986. Um, was on the town council from 1999 to 2011. Great. Served as mayor in 2002, 2005, and 2010. Fantastic. So you've been actually, you've been, you've been very, very civically involved here in Fairfax. Great. Yeah, for a long time. In fact, I used to own a newspaper here. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Do you yeah. still have, like, all the old uh, They are. I, I have. Yes, I do. Um, they're kind of buried in my garage. But, <laughs> oh. the, but the Fairfax Library has every copy. Okay. All right. I was going to say, those need to be preserved. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, we love old I picked newspapers. up the, <laughs> just a weird aside, I picked up the Point Reyes light yesterday. And I was just reading it, and I was just like, why don't we have something like this in Fairfax? But we used to. Just, yeah. So let's get into it. So yeah. I, look, tell us a little bit about um, your initiatives around uh, marijuana and the recreational use of marijuana. We're very interested. I know it's a hot topic here in Fairfax, and the town council has actually published some information around it. But, you know, where do we stand today? Well, where we stand today is a lot better than we stood six months ago. Um, there's been a lot of movement at Town Hall toward acceptance of um, adult-use cannabis, um, modifying the Marin Alliance's um, use permit so mm -hmm. that um, we can compete in this new sure. economy. And actually, just to back up for folks who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about what Marin Alliance is? Marin Alliance was the very first licensed dispensary in the United States and it was um, started in 96 ran until 2011 the feds shut it down until last summer and July of last year they reopened after the owner Lynette Shaw won her 19 year court battle with wow. the federal government so um and she had the benefit of when they closed her down, the town council decided that they would hold her use permit in abeyance until the time when she could reopen. Mm -hmm. And so when she came back, her old space was available. She um, walked right in and just mm -hmm. cranked yeah. it back up. And for those who um, don't know, this is the... Um medical marijuana dispensary mm -hmm. that's located in the school street plaza that's correct so anyway so so you've been involved and i think that there's been a little bit of there's been some opposition um but there's also been some some so advocacy around this um and some of the news that was um provided by the the town council was around you know how the permits and how 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 to actually how to go about issuing licenses within Fairfax um, because what they're afraid of is that there's going to be too many licenses and and and, and possibly um, might not be that beneficial but maybe you have a different perspective and love to hear it well I did a, a petition mm -hmm. which um, we got enough signatures for and then we we did two petitions we did an advisory petition and we did a ballot measure 
combined total of over 1,100 signatures okay. were gathered. So there's a lot of support. And, and you know, Prop 64, which allowed adult use, mm-hmm. won in this town by 77.6%. Yeah. So it was right. a landslide. Mm-hmm. Um, my initiative limited the number of um, dispensaries to one. Mm-hmm. Because that was what the opposition was kind of crying about was, yeah. you know, we don't want, you know, the one that we have is is innocuous because mm-hmm. we don't have big signage. We don't, you know, it's yeah. like, sure, you have yeah. to look for us. Sure. And that was something that the opposition was um, concerned about was that there would be another one that would be higher profile. And... So I figured, well, you know, throw them a bone, right? Yeah. Why, why not? <laughs> so this, this one dispensary, would it be that the existing dispensary becomes recreational as well as medical? Correct. Or, okay, so it wouldn't even be adding an extra one to right. the town. Right. So, the so anyway, the, the, the town attorney disqualified the ballot initiative because hmm. of technical flaws in okay. the formatting of the petition. Which, you know, I thought a minute about taking to court and then thought, I don't want to go fight this court thing. If I have to come back, they weren't going to put it on the ballot until November of 19 anyway. Oh, okay. So I figure, you know, I mean, I've got until August 10th of next year Mm -hmm. to bring it back or some form of it. And the way that things are moving, it would be some form of it rather than what it was initially. Um, When I first did it, they had taken everything off the table except medicinal. Oh, wow. The council had. And and I was like, well, screw that. (laughs) You know, I'm not, you know, that's that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, Fairfax has had a cannabis industry for decades. Sure. And why not bring that out of the shadows and into the legal light. Mm -hmm. So I'm committed to trying to get as much of the cannabis industry that's already here legalized as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So there will be aspects, cultivation, manufacturing, especially using one of the commercial kitchens in town to to make edibles. Okay. manufacturing of tinctures as long as you're not making your own distillate you know sure sure um sorry just for folks who don't know like the lingo can you explain sort of what that means the distillate well to make a tincture or Mm -hmm. an oil or a vape cartridge Mm -hmm. they take bulk marijuana Mm -hmm. and they turn it into oil Mm -hmm. and then that's the distillate. Okay. And so if you were going to make a tincture, for instance, you would add the distillate to coconut oil, olive okay. oil, um, at whatever proportions the manufacturer thought proper. The tinctures that we sell, the most popular one is, is 20 parts CBD. Mm-hmm. Which is the non-psychoactive cannabinoid that fights inflammation, fights pain, calms you down. My dental pain. (laughs) It's really good for your nervous system. Yeah. Um, And and twenty parts CBD to one part THC is the most popular one because Mm -hmm. there are people who just don't want to get high, but they want the benefit. And that one part THC allows our I'll go back a second, a step back. Our body has natural cannabinoid receptors. Mm -hmm. We were built to use cannabis. And that one part THC allows the the cannabis receptors to be open in the body so that as much of the TA, uh, CBD can be involved, it can be absorbed, absorbed yeah, as yes. possible. Okay. Thank you. And um, so that 20 to 1 is is wildly popular. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You bring something really interesting. I was just reading an article today about how Coca-Cola is looking into CBD and creating a manufacturing a drink, working with a company up in Canada called Aurora to come, come to market with a, a CBD type drink. What are your What are your thoughts about just CBD as a as a product um, over maybe more, less less um, THC, but more of a, that becoming C- mainstream? CBD gets happens in two ways. Mm-hmm. It's either distilled from cannabis mm-hmm. or it's distilled from hemp. It's much more potent and effective if it comes from cannabis as opposed to hemp. There are hemp-derived CBD products that are available in health food stores mm-hmm. and natural yeah. food stores. And so it's already on the market. It's already yeah. on the yeah. market. Okay. But what we sell is is the stuff that comes from cannabis. So um, it's just it's higher potency. It's more effective. It's and it's it, it actually helps with all the bodily Correct. elements. Yeah. That right. You exactly. Have, have and it helps you with regulating your emotions. Yeah. And, and we have a patient who was a really accomplished drummer, mm. and he developed Parkinson's, and so he couldn't play drums anymore. He started taking CBD, and I saw him do about three songs on stage one night playing drums at 19 Broadway. That's amazing. And it was like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. That's, yeah, that's amazing. I'm actually in a very unique position today because I have a friend who's a grower. He's a micro-grower, and he, he does everything organic out of his um, home. I've got my cousin was just diagnosed with um, lymphoma, and he's, and he's actually starting, he hasn't had marijuana since he was a kid, but he's starting to take it because of, of all the side effects that his chemo treatment. And then I have a friend who's actually going through um, rehab. She's part of um, Marijuana Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Very, very different perspectives on the use of marijuana. Can you talk a little bit about each of those? Because I think that, that people are often confused and wonder you know, what the benefits are versus sort of the, the controversy around it. You know, one being addiction, the other one for medical use, and then the other one for, you know, growing and, and, and you know, per- personal, you know. A lot of the people that come to us for CD, CBD products are doing so so that they can get off of the opioids that they've been mm. prescribed. Um, you mentioned cancer, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because in combination with CBD, the, the cannabinoid THCA, which is THC before it's heated, it's not psychoactive until you heat it. Hmm. So in combination, CBD and THCA has been found to be a very effective treatment for certain cancers. So this is evolving, you know, yeah. and, and at some point, and I think that the pushback is is a, a, about the legalization and mm-hmm. the normalization yeah. of cannabis is that the pharmaceutical industry is, steer, is scared to death. Sure. You know, because it represents such a huge blow to their revenue stream. I mean, if if you don't need them to grow your own cannabis and to create your own medicine, yeah, then you're, you know, then you don't need them. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the federal government's continuing to keep cannabis as a schedule one is a direct result of big pharma's mm. pressure. lobbying and pressure and money that yeah. they pump in. I mean, it also does seem, also with this new administration, that I'm sure that's part of it, but then it also seems just like this throwback to, like, reefer madness hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess well, if there, there must be parallels of the prohibition time for alcohol sure. and, and marijuana today. Yeah, there's, yeah there's a huge parallel. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work with alcohol. 
it hasn't worked with cannabis. Mm -hmm. And so at what point, you know, do we grok that prohibition doesn't work? Um, It's interesting you mentioned the administration because we just found out that um, the Trump administration has funded our local opposition to the tune of $125,000. Okay, so is this the the Slow Down Lou website? Yeah, or? this is the Slow Down Lou. Okay. Yeah, which I have to tell you, the first time I saw one of those posters, I was, um, we were coming, my husband and I live up by Meadow Club, and you know, we're coming down for the parade for the Fairfax Festival, and had to park, you know, way the heck up the street. So we're walking down, and I see the sign that's like, slow down, Lou. And I thought, oh, like, typical Fairfax, like some passive-aggressive neighbor is upset about somebody else speeding. And, um, and they just put up this sign. And uh, That's what most people thought when yeah. they first saw it. And then I went and read <laughs> oh, yeah. it, and this was just about the time that we were thinking about starting the podcast, and I was like, I have to interview this guy. So I... You know, I reached out to you on Facebook, and I actually did. I left a comment on that website on one of the posts because there's no way to reach them. There's no way of telling who's behind it, right? Which I found. Also, oh, there's actually unsettling. no way to actually track track those folks down. Maybe well, somebody actually, with better hacking skills than me. But <laughs> prior to the last town council hearing on uh-huh. cannabis, this really high end mailer anti-cannabis yes. mailer got, got sent out yeah. yeah everybody in town did mm-hmm. every postal address got it this was a thirty thousand dollar mailer yeah. easy sure and at the very bottom in two-point type it said who it was from mm-hmm. the um coalition connection is mm-hmm. the name of the group yeah and it identified the grant that it came from. So I looked up the agency mm-hmm. that had funded it. Lo and behold, it's an office inside the White House. Wow. And I was like, so we created a flyer that we put around town. It's like, okay, you guys like flyers. We'll do a flyer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, and it said, did you get the Trump funded mailer? Come stand up for Prop 64 at the next council mm-hmm. meeting. And the place was packed. The place was and packed. And people huh? were really annoyed that they had gotten that mailer. Yeah. I mean, people were really Curious, annoyed. Huh? Yeah. I am, um, yeah, I did. Uh, so I just want to say a full disclosure. I did it. So I left a comment on that website because it was the only way to get in touch with them. There's no email address or phone number or anything. Never got a response back. Um, I think Coalition Connection is somebody else I also email never got a response back but you know if you're listening to this and you want to come on come on um but i did talk so i was uh at perry's the other night um writing postcards to get out the vote in other (laughs) in like the california counties we might be able to flip and um you know i was sitting next to this very nice lady and i was mentioning to my friends that i was going to interview you this week and you know she did have you know, she did, she's like, oh, I think I do have a problem with it. And I think she was, you know, she was really well-intentioned. She wasn't, like, you know, and so one of the, her concerns was, of course, the children, because that's sort of always the first thing. And, and I explained to her, because I do go to dispensaries, you know, once every few months, and um, I was like, do you know what it takes to get into a dispensary? Like, you're not just waltzing in there. Like, I mean, in the 80s, when I used to buy alcohol underage, I would just turn my little ring around on my finger so it looked like a wedding ring. And, you know, I had a really You good, did that. I had a pretty good hit rate with getting served. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> and this is not that. Like, right. you you could be 105 years old and you were going to give them your driver's license. And you're usually, at least the ones I've been to, there's sort of a, a lobby area where you check in, you give your ID, um, you know, fill out a form. And then they buzz you in to where you can buy, you know, actually wait and you talk one-on-one with somebody right. and buy the things. But the, when, um, it, when it becomes recreational... This, these are recreational is, dispensaries. Is that, is that, so you still have to go through a process oh, in order absolutely. to get in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's... Um, 
it's like Fort Knox, you know? Um, yeah. One thing she did bring up um, was that was a concern is that there's no way to there's no um, there's no breathalyzer for THC, which is true, and yeah. they're and they're and they're they're working on that mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Um, my experience is that as long as you're not mixing it with alcohol, yeah. People that are driving having ingested THC are just mellower drivers (laughs) they don't drive as fast they don't drive as aggressive they don't you know it's kind of like you know sure I mean and I'll say the way I use it which granted I'm old so for young people this might be different and when I say young people I mean 21 and up um it's at home at night with my you know we share a joint every evening and I don't have to take Ambien anymore and you know that sort of thing uh and it's you know small you know it takes us (laughs) like a month or two to go through an eighth like you know it's yeah i've got this tiny little bong with a tiny (laughs) little bowl and i'll smoke that before i go to bed and i sleep like a baby and i wake up and i'm great i mean because i have bad insomnia that i inherited from my dad thanks dad and um and when the ambient it's like you have to plan to take that and if you take it too late then your whole next day is just borked uh because you're just a zombie. You're just, you're just tired. And, and it's of just, course. it hasn't been the same. And I know, you know, everybody's different and react to drugs differently. Um, but my point being is that I, I've never been somebody where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to smoke a joint and then go drive around. It's like, no, I'm in my house. Uh, and I think recreational use is probably off, at home. Know? Mostly at home or at gatherings. Sim- very similar to when people would drink mm, alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's not, it's not being, a, it's not being, a, obviously there's a, always a potential abuse, but that's, mm-hmm. that also you can abuse alcohol in, this, oh, in this a very similar manner, so. And in, you know, in this town there are a lot of bars, and I mean, I think it's great because I love to go out, but uh, back when we used to have uh, the patch and I would read the police log, I mean, lots of bar fights, and I don't think that was from people smoking weed. No, it wasn't. <laughs> very definitely not. <laughs> Um, so, can you talk a little bit about some of the um, issues that people have with like children and, and some of those? Because I think those are the things that have come up. And that's so, the thing that yeah. comes up most, and mm-hmm. it's interesting because, in point of fact, mm-hmm. after two fifteen passed allowing medicinal mm-hmm. marijuana, sure. teen use dropped twenty three percent in the state of California. In Colorado, after they passed adult use, Mm -hmm. teen use dropped 1%, and in Washington State, it dropped 3%. So this idea that legalizing adult use is going to increase teen use, the lie has been put to that over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. So... um, but it's sort of a kind of a knee-jerk, reflexive concern, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm a lot more worried about the opioids that kids are taking from their sure. parents' bathroom, you know, and the alcohol that they're getting from their parents' liquor. bar, mm-hmm. liquor cabinet. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and, and that's not to say that there should not be great concern over young people under the age of 21 mm-hmm. using cannabis. Um, especially yeah. heavily, because it, it, it does interfere with brain development yeah. at that age. Mm-hmm. And it does, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I know people who started smoking pot when they were 12, and they essentially wound up emotionally arrested as a preteen. Oh, wow. You know, and it's like, and you can just see it. It's like, God, you know, is this person ever going to grow up? Well, you mm-hmm. know, the fact of the matter is they're probably not. And that's the education that we have to do yeah. to the children that, look, don't hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a game. This is not something that you should be messing with until you're older. Reason being, it could really screw screw your future. 
Sure. Yeah. And Absolutely. and so that's what I think Coalition Connection should be spending their hundred and twenty five thousand dollars on mm -hmm. is let's educate parents how to talk to <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> let's educate parents how to talk to their kids. Let's educate kids about what they're doing to themselves. And let's pump that money into that. Yeah. Fascinatingly enough, this White House office was created to combat the opioid problem, hmm. not cannabis. And it's being, lots of it is being directed at cannabis. Do you think that's Jeff Sessions? No, I don't or? think it is Jeff Sessions. I think that it's that, I think that while Trump had said that he would back legislation that would tell the federal government to leave states alone that have passed sure. it on mm -hmm. the ballot. I don't think he believed that. I never believed he would do that. And I think that this infusion of anti-cannabis money into communities is just telltale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this the woman I was speaking to this week, the other concern she had was... Um, that if because there's not there's no correct me if I'm wrong there's no recreational cannabis in Marin. That's correct. Full stop. Right. Um, so I'm driving. Well, no, 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 oh, no. Let's correct. Okay. That. All right. Correct it. Let's correct that. There is recreational cannabis but it's not, okay. all over Marin County. <laughs> okay. It's Good just point. black market. Yeah. And yeah. when these, I call them the Moms Against Marijuana, but it's the mm -hmm. coalition. When the moms come out and they say, but we know that marijuana is a gateway drug. And it's like, you know why it is a gateway drug? Because the people that the kids are buying it from are carrying heroin. They're carrying acid. They're carrying cocaine. And yeah. so these black market retailers are upselling our kids to hire dangerous or dangerous drugs drugs yeah. and it's like you know and in terms of the town council coming around on this issue mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. we now have four council members who have said that they're open to the idea okay. of retail mm -hmm. adult use sales Whereas it was 5-0 before. Mm -hmm. They were taking everything off the table. So that, and that was the, that was the point that I think really, really made them realize that if we don't do something to deal with the black market in this community yeah. and in our communities around us, mm -hmm. yeah, kids are going to be getting hooked on worse drugs. Yeah. But if they if we limit the access if we chase away the black market which when marine alliance opened in 96 the black market shrunk hugely yeah. and that'll happen again you know when we're allowed to sell adult use okay so that's interesting so her her concern was if the one, if the if the dispensary in Fairfax is the only place in Marin where you can legally buy marijuana, is it going to bring, you know, more people, you know, in? And I mean, at this point, we, we used to have three hundred customers mm -hmm. a day back in back before the feds shut us down. We are lucky now if we have fifty. Interesting. And nobody back in the day when we had three hundred people, mm -hmm. nobody noticed. Because it, it happened from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night, and people came in, you know, over a, a, a period of 12 hours. And so there was no huge traffic generation. We never had a parking problem in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. You know, in all the time that Marine Alliance has been open, Incarnation 1, Incarnation mm -hmm. 2, there has been exactly one call to the police department related to Marin Alliance. And that was some guy who showed up and he was tripping his head off on acid oh boy. and we needed to get him help. Yeah. And so 
we called the police to get him help. But that's the only time we've ever had any police complaint at all. The police department really likes us um, and always has, Mm -hmm. has always been supportive of what we've been doing, you know, because we're helping people who have health issues. Sure. You know, and if we can chase the black market out of town by having adult use retail, you know, they're yeah. they're totally down with sure. that. Do you think adult use is going to go into the other cities as well? Do you think it will it eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it has to. Um, as people take a look at what's happening in San Francisco, what's happening in Berkeley and Oakland mm-hmm. and Katati and Sebastopol yeah. and Santa Rosa, and they sure. realize, I mean, I thought it was amazing. I went up to a meeting up in Nevada, mm-hmm. which is easily among the most conservative yeah. you know t- towns sure. in Marin County there was no opposition at this meeting and this was a full meeting interesting it's a saturday morning meeting and the people that were there not a one of them got up and said anything about anything derogatory about cannabis whatsoever they were Largely older adults, you know, fifties mm-hmm. up, who wanted to understand what was going on in the industry because all of a the sudden they're paying super high taxes, and all of a the sudden they can't get the products they used to be able to get, mm-hmm. and you know their supply of medicine is being interrupted because let's face it, the state is absolutely bumbling. Sure. The implementation of 64. Straight fumbling it. And and they wanted to understand what was going on with their medicine. And that was the chief concern at this meeting over and over and over again. Why are we paying such high taxes? Why can't we get our medicine? How come I can't find 20 to 1 tincture anymore? You know, it's like... And I was I sat there and I was like, wow. Now, is this, and this is Novato? Well, Novato's considering mm-hmm. how to implement 64, just like Fairfax is. Mm-hmm. But I think that Novato is, is, is going to really roll it out right. I mean, a friend of mine from when I used to be on the council who is still on the Novato council is one of the most conservative members of that council. And she was talking to me about, you know, we've got agricultural zoning in, in Novato. Mm. What would be more perfect than, sure. than having commercial grows? Yeah. And I was like, Pat? <laughs> Boom, right on, girl. <laughs> so you, you mentioned taxes, and I think yeah. Um, yeah. what's really interesting about taxes is how, how do you see these towns like Fairfax implementing, um, using the, ta- the extra revenue or tax use um, throughout the, is it something that the town would use, or does it all go back to the state? How does that? When I come back, the, the local tax on, on on, on adult use cannabis will have to be passed passed in a ballot measure. So when I come back around with whatever I come back around with in terms of a ballot measure, one of the components of it is going to be a tax. And it will be a low tax. Because right now, the state has a 15% excise tax on all cannabis products medicinal or adult use. And that's just a flat tax for people who, you yeah. say for medicinal or? Actually, no, for everything. for everything. Okay. Even medicinal, which I think is unconscionable, but that was what they did. And then for adult use sales, there's an additional 10%. And the only way to avoid the 10% is to get the state issued medical cannabis card. Um, and people don't want to do that, you know. And so 25% taxation on cannabis before you even get to the local level. And and you saw Berkeley got, like, hella greedy. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so they tacked on something like 9%. Oh, my goodness. Which is like almost like a... 
income, like a local tax, like a sales tax, like a sales right? Tax. And and then they and then they walked it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and would that be in addition to like a sales tax? Correct. Like okay. Right. So right now we charge a one percent okay. tax on medicinal, and what I would like to see is the one percent on medicinal go away and a one percent on the adult use Mm -hmm. retail and if you're going to allow manufacturing to happen and if you're going to allow cultivation to happen you can get revenue by taxing that at a very low level it's like be reasonable understand that this is a this this is something that is going to have to evolve it's got less than five years now to establish itself before R.J. Reynolds comes in and Big Pharma comes in and tries to take over, you know? So it's like, let's let the traditional artisanal small growers get their market niche happening so that when, you know, the equivalent of the Mexican brown that I smoked in high school comes out from comes out from you know the big tobacco companies and elsewhere people will have a choice it'll it'll be like well do do i want to go buy a jug of gallo or would i rather buy you know a 50 dollar bottle of wine that i'm really gonna like yeah Yeah. or cores versus cores versus Correct. Uh, Marine Ale. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coors versus Iron Spring. Exactly. Yeah. So. so so what is next? You mentioned a ballot measure. When do you see that? Are you going to be collecting signatures? I'm gonna, people want to get involved. At, how at can they get involved? this point, because there's so much time, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even to the November 18 election yet, and this is, we're talking November 19 okay. here, in conjunction with the town council election which I said I wasn't going to do, but I'm going to. Um, oh, wait, are I'm, we breaking news on we this are. podcast? <laughs> we are. <laughs> You're going to run for town council? I'm going to run for town council. All again. right. I'm going to run for town Fantastic. council. Fantastic. Because, <laughs> cool. um, and not just on the cannabis issue. I mean, you know, sure. I've got, I you mean. miss it? Oh, we've got a lot I of I don't them. miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it at all. But I always said, you know, I have to get really really pissed off in order to run again and I'm kind of at that point where I, I think that the, the this council has lost its way I think that the town um, government is too expensive and needs to be really looked at you know we're, we're letting our public works department go away through attrition and and not giving those guys raises so that they go looking in other communities for a better paying sure. public works oh. job. But every year, our town manager gets a raise. It's like, I'm sorry. That's just not right. And a town of 7,500 people needs a town manager like it needs a hole in the head. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there are better ways. We did it when I was on the council. Mm-hmm. You know, we did it, and and we were able to afford more public works. And and back to the to the tax on recreational mm-hmm. cannabis or whatever, you know, whatever cannabis products get taxed or cannabis activities get taxed. I want to see one third of it go to public safety. I want to see one third of it go to youth education, and I want to see one third of it go to public works. Great. Great. I think that I think that's Fix the, the sidewalks. Yeah. <laughs> the sidewalks. It's the um, the roads. I mean, people just want the basics. They don't want mm. building in Fairfax. Right. It's the wall property. I mean, there's a whole whole I, I follow Frank Eggers and you know, he's he's been here in Fairfax for a long time. I served on the council with him for many years. And the, the what's going on in Fairfax is just it's it's very, very, very interesting. Right. To and, say the least. <laughs> well, and the thing is, and, and, and I think my biggest frustration is that 
we spent a lot of years trying to keep Fairfax Fairfax. Mm -hmm. And I'm not seeing that effort anymore. I'm seeing, you know, ad hoc genuflections to sustainability. And I'm seeing, you know, proposals to bring in a consultant to go through people's garbage cans and find out That's what right. they're throwing away. <laughs> and it's like, or close Bellinas Road and make and 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 you make know and make it yeah. into a plaza. It's no, like we were at that meeting. Yeah, I yeah thought, well, I thought there that, was going to be blood. Oh well, they backed. <laughs> they they ran from that, rightfully so. Yeah, super fast because people were like, "Oh hell no, this is how we get out of the Cascades. This is how we get out of the Deer Park neighborhood." Mm-hmm. In the event yes. of a fire, sure. Yeah, my neighborhood up the hill did a bunch of fire safety stuff over the summer. We had, you know, the county come out and talk to the neighborhood. We did a whole neighborhood cleaning, and it was very clear that you know, Bellinas Road is our only way out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's 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 the it's one artery into into the rest oh. of Fairfax. Yeah, um, and closing that will create such a backup, even on a regular morning. Mute. Yeah, it's because terrible. because you're gonna you're gonna if if you did that you're taking people back, you know, up Elsie Lane and back around behind S and N Auto and Rainbow Fabrics yeah. sure. and that you know and and in between the downtown and the ball field and the and, yeah. and the and the pavilion and then it's just repeating and it's the problems they already have on Dominguez. Yeah, it's a zigzag. People yeah. There. yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you're you're running for 2019, mm -hmm. um, and then so for the ballot measure for 2019, will do you start again with collecting the signatures? Yeah, and then okay, yeah, and um, you know, but I'm going to be running anyway. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to be knocking on doors anyway. Yeah, and I knocked on a lot of doors um, for the last petition drive, and. And that was really kind of the thing that, that, that tipped my decision was, wow, you haven't knocked on my door in years. Are you going to run again? You know? And it was like the excitement behind that question. It was yeah. like, and I heard it over and over and over again. I was like, wow, you know, I have been hearing it ever since I left the council. People downtown have been saying to me, you got to get back on there. You never should have left. You got to get back on there. And I was like, yeah. It's it's a, it's a it's a very very difficult job. It's, it's a, a grind. It is. It I is. Mean, I mean, I used to be a reporter covering like local news back in New Jersey, and you know the school board meetings or whatever. You're there until ten o'clock midnight, uh, and people are yelling at you. And yeah, yeah it's like, I can see where it can be a grind, but but I but can I, also see where it'd be really fulfilling. Yeah, and definitely, and I think people want to see a little bit of old Fairfax back in, in Fairfax because I think part of it is we've a little lost well, a little and, of our and soul. I and I think they do too and I think that um, there's an experience and a leadership that I can bring that I just look at the situation and think you know if not now when and why not and exactly and why yeah. not now because I think that, that there's a lot of changes going on in town and I think people are feeling nervous people are upset they don't know their neighbors mm -hmm. um, I, I see that a lot my friend my neighbors aren't friendly anymore they're they, they come in and um, you know it doesn't feel a strong sense of community and so I think people are looking looking back to the days when that was really really important value for the town I feel like everybody's reverting to next door and it's a cesspool it's just I mean it can, there's a lot of really useful information on there and in our little neighborhood, you know, we use it to like plan potlucks and borrow tools from each other. But then when I expand into the nearby neighborhoods, I'm really surprised at how people address each other on there. That With was their predictable. Full name on yeah. it, you know? That was predictable though, because I can remember when I first got on the council, there was a very there was a um, list serve. Oh, okay. That was um, very popular in town. And people would go at each other viciously Nothing on this new thing. Under the sun. <laughs> and so this is just a repeat of that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, and it's 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 unfortunate that people feel like they can 
be that disrespectful mm-hmm. just because they're largely anonymous and online. Yeah. Yeah, you see it all the time. You see it on only in Fairfax. You see it mm-hmm. on next door. You see it on a lot of the yeah. websites and social media sites and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so if, uh, if people want to learn more about your campaign or get involved or anything, um, what should they do? Um, there will, we have a Facebook page that um, we're starting to use. Um, we have... Is that just your name or... No, not yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> not yet. Legalization in Fairfax. Thank you, Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> My Michael J. Fox yeah. over here. Um, but I think that... Um, you know, as as this rolls out, it's so far away at this point. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm like much more at the moment concerned about getting the right rules established. You know, and we had a planning commission meeting this last week, mm-hmm. and the planning commission was so right on the issue. Every, I mean, there was six to nothing. Right, right on point with the things that need to happen. And I think that um, that's going to have a big influence on the council when it goes back to the council for their, sure. for their consideration. And so I'm focused on that. I'm trying to figure out how I can um, get involved in trying to flip Congress. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're lucky here. Yeah. You know, we're so lucky here. But there are other parts of the country where, you know, I mean, this change has to happen. Yeah. What's happening nationally is just a huge national embarrassment, and and wow. we need to an international embarrassment. Yes, it's an international <laughs> embarrassment, and it Global needs to, it needs to change, you know. And yeah. so, so you know, and I'll cross, you know, I mean, I'll I'll cross the 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 council campaign bridge in early twenty nineteen. Great. Okay, great. Well, we'll look out for that. And we'll look, definitely look out for that website. If anyone wants to get involved and help support your campaign. Yeah, you know, well, I'll have a website yeah. for sure. So, and, and, you know, we'll be broadcasting that far and wide. Okay. Know. And uh, I'd be happy to come back and talk to you all again, too. Okay. Fantastic. So, thank you very much. Yeah, and thank any you last so much. words before, you, uh, before we end this podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> I right. love it. <laughs> Lou Tremaine, thank you so much for thank your you time very much. today. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. And we're back. So, that was a very interesting interview. And we, we b- breaking news. Broke news on the pod. Oh, my God. Right on the spot. So, yeah, you, you heard it here first, Fairfax. Lou Tremaine. Uh, looking to return to Fairfax Town Council in 2019. Yes. So will we look forward to that? All right. Um, so Rob, it's, it's been a while since it's we've been, had it, time to it, record. It so has been a long while. I know. Uh, and we will be looking to get these out a little more regularly. Uh, things will be calming down for me anyway. A bit. <laughs> um, Big world traveler. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. I was. I was traveling. Um, and I am going to be taking some time off from my job uh, this fall, so I'll have more time to devote to all things podcasts. Yeah, we'll be doing some more podcasts. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things going on in yeah. Fairfax, and I think today with Lou, I think we had a really, really good meeting with him today and yeah. found out a lot of interesting things that he's been up to. And you, listeners, if you have topics that you want us to cover or somebody who you just think is doing really cool stuff in town or you want to come on and break news here on the pod... Uh, Please email us at fairfaxpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook uh, at fairfaxpod. I think, yeah, yeah, and actually one one last thing, Shannon, before we cut out. Mm -hmm. Tell me anything exciting that's been happening in town that you've quite enjoyed. Yes, uh, my my favorite Fairfax thing. So we're going to come up with a better name for that segment. Listeners, if you have better ideas for this segment, for a name for it, tell us. (laughs) Um, So I... um, on Thursday night, met up with a bunch of uh, fellow citizens at Perry's, and we wrote postcards to voters in the 4th District of California to encourage them to flip their district from red to blue. Um, so this group is called Solidarity Sundays Marin, and I have been not so great about attending meetings. 
and I almost didn't go to this one because, you know, it's Thursday after work, and I just took the bus home, and I'm So how do you find them? Tired. Well, look up Solidarity Sundays Marin on Facebook and ask to join the group, and, uh, and somebody will admit you into the group, and then that's where all the invites are posted about where things are going to be. Great. So it used to be, hence the name, that we met... Um, one Sunday per month, but they're they're stepping things up as we get closer to the midterms. So every other Thursday, uh, we'll be meeting to write postcards to uh, flippable districts. Uh, the next one will be not this coming Thursday, uh, but the Thursday after, and I can't think of what date that will be exactly. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but we'll be at Split Rock Tavern next to Fairfax Market, um, starting at six o'clock. Perfect. Um, if you can bring postcards, that's cool, and stamps. If not, they usually have some stuff there that you can use, um, and they just they tell you what to do. They give you talking points, and you kind of make it yourself. Um, it will be it's next month. Sorry, I'm looking at a calendar. Uh, it'll be Thursday, October fourth. Fantastic. At Split Rock Tavern at six o'clock. And anyway, it was just great, and it, it felt good to. Be doing something concrete rather than just screaming into the void, which is which what I've been doing sometimes. since 2016. Um, and yeah, and All just right, felt fantastic. good to be productive. And I got to talk to some some old friends who I knew, and also meet a new friend, and uh, so that was cool. Cool. How about you? I, you know what, I have not been doing a lot, but I did have the opportunity to spend some time at the Fairfax pic- picnic last weekends. Good music. I saw the bouncy council. Lots of lots of people showed up. Good food. It was just a nice day on a beautiful Fairfax afternoon. That's wonderful. So that's all I've done. You know what? Aside from that, I've just been spending time in town and walking around and hitting Gestalt House and some of the other local (laughs) favorites. I was just there before I came down today. I had a grilled cheese. All right. (laughs) Anyway. It's great to, great to uh, see you again, Shannon, and you I too, look Rob. forward to like our next uh, rendezvous. Yes, we'll I, have, have some... I have some ideas for our next pod, so stay tuned. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, uh, and again, fairfaxpod at gmail.com or fairfaxpod on Facebook. Uh, get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, we really want to hear from you. All right. All right. Thank you. Signing out. Peace out. Bye.